Welcome to The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson, and this week's guest is someone that I know very well and someone that provides outstanding analysis, my main man, Rick Sincere from Trackstar Sports. We'll discuss the next six Super Bowl hosting sites. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. If you thought the ebook was outstanding, you haven't witnessed anything yet. Coming June 26th, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season, now will be available on audiobook. If you love the ebook experience, then you're going to love the audiobook. Available June 26th. June 26th, pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season on audiobook. If you were captivated by the ebook, then you will be mesmerized by the audiobook. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available on audiobook June 26th. For the latest news and information in the world of sports, visit www.therobinsonreport.net. That's www.therobinsonreport.net. www.therobinsonreport.net. Welcome back to The Robinson Show, everybody. I'm your host, Ed Robinson, and my next guest is a gentleman that I've known for a long time now. He's someone that's definitely up on his stuff when it comes to the sports analysis and giving his opinion and commentary on different things going on. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce my brother from Trackstar Sports, Mr. Rick Sincere. Hey, Rick, welcome to The Robinson Show. Hey, man. All right, solid. Thank you for being on the show. Let's get right to it. Well, the NFL made a big announcement that the big game is going to be returning to the Big Easy. The National Football League announced that the city of New Orleans will host Super Bowl 58 on February 4th, 2024. Now, this will be the city's 11th Super Bowl that they'll be hosting. So certainly when it comes to the city of New Orleans, the city really shines bright when it comes to big events. I want to ask you, with New Orleans hosting the Super Bowl in 2024, what does this mean? for the city and what does it mean for people around the world? Man, it's a big get for the city of New Orleans. It's a huge get for Gail Benson, if anybody, um, because this is her first one kind of as the, as the major owner of the New Orleans Saints. And so she's extremely proud of the work that um, her crew was kind of able to put together. The mayor is very proud of her as well. Um, the mayor of New Orleans is very proud of her. The governor of Louisiana is very proud of her. Um, I mean, a lot of people are really, really cheering for her. Um, and for this big accomplishment for her and her regime. Um, we know that we've been able to kind of pull at least 10 other ones right under the last regime, but this is her first. And so a lot of people are really celebrating, um, you know, her accomplishment. So outside of that, man, it's, it's a big situation for the city. The world will get New Orleans, and, and the world will appreciate New Orleans because of the food, because of the culture, um, because of the atmosphere. The atmosphere is always extremely lit. Everybody knows that, right? The atmosphere is always really high. The hotels are great. Um, and, and they do their absolute best. And I love this about New Orleans. They do their absolute best to secure the city the most whenever people are coming in to visit, especially in these type of huge events. And so it's going to be phenomenal. Like, I, 
Here's the only thing I'm hoping is that the New Orleans Saints are able to possibly be in that thing. But if not, um, then what you're going to get from the city of New Orleans is going to be just um, a welcoming southern hospitality. They'll open up the entire city, and it'll be very, very uh, fun for the rest of the world. So it's a big gift for New Orleans, man, awesome gift for Gail Benson. They put in a bid maybe, I don't know if it was last year or a few years ago, where they put in a, a really good bid. They lost that bid out um, to Minnesota, but they were still in the running. New Orleans is in the running every single year. And the reason they're always in the running is because they are they're such a great host site. It's one of the best host sites in all of the United States of America. And so because of that, um, you know, that that's mostly the driving force. I mean, I feel like no matter who was the owner, New Orleans would still be in the running for this. Maybe that pushed it over the edge. New Orleans and Arizona, which we'll talk about in just one moment, those two cities were awarded the Super Bowl under the new bidding process. Of course, the old bidding process was that cities that wanted to host the Super Bowl, they had to submit bids. And then they were talked over and it was voted on at the league owners meetings. But New Orleans and Arizona were awarded the Super Bowl under the new process. And the new process basically means that Cities are no longer allowed to bid for the game. The NFL has the opportunity to choose the hosting site, and that city or that team has to come up with a proposal, and it's voted on at the owners' meeting. So clearly, Arizona's a nice site, and of course, New Orleans, the owners really were in favor of those cities. Yeah, and they should be in favor of those cities. I feel like New Orleans always can put together a really good not only proposal, but a presentation, right? So they put together um, that presentation, and every time they present, they're, I mean, they've been doing a great job because they're always in the running. Because no matter what, you can always say the same exact thing about New Orleans as a host site. You can always talk about the Riverwalk. You can always talk about the great food. You can always talk about the, the hotels and the casinos nearby. You can always talk about the ease to the um, particular the, the site where the Super Bowl will be held. You can always talk about how well Canal Street will handle so much traffic. You can talk about that all the time, and you can talk about the ease in which people will be able to go from event to event during Super Bowl week. So there's so many different places, like the Convention Center, where you can have many, many events, and the Smoothie King Center. So they can kind of open up the entire city to the um, to the Super Bowl, I mean, to the NFL, and ma- that makes them a great host site. Not to mention that the uh, the Super Bowl will be on February fourth of twenty twenty four. There's some uh, there's a special uh, holiday that happens around the time in the Crescent City called Mardi Gras. So Mardi Gras and the Super Bowl could bleed over during that period of time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're gonna love that too. Absolutely. All right. So now New Orleans is set to host the big game in 2024. But let's uh, focus on the here and now and moving up to New Orleans. This year's Super Bowl will be held in the great city of Atlanta. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a, a beautiful stadium. I have, I have yet to see it in person, but I've seen it on television and it looks like a phenomenal facility. I've got to ask you, the NFL has asked officials at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium if they could open up the retractable roof for this for this year's Super Bowl. Now, Rick, you you reside there, and we know in early February it gets very cold in Atlanta. Do you think the officials will respond to the NFL's request and open up that retractable roof? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in there, man. It is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Like, it's a really beautiful stadium. I mean, I... I don't even have the super. I don't even have the best seats. Does that make sense? I've been in there for a few different games, and just but being in the stadium is beautiful. It's gorgeous, man. Um, they have like there's clubhouses, 
on, on almost every floor. There's very special seating in certain spots. There's restaurants inside. I mean, it's, it's top-notch. Hands down, it's one of the best um, stadiums that I've ever been to. Um, will they, you know, I know it gets kind of cold out here in February, but it won't be that cold. And if it is, I guess maybe they'll just say no. But for the most part, they should, you know, definitely open it up. It's one of the features that made this stadium stand out. Well, I guess people showed up to Minneapolis. I guess they could show up to any city, right, around February. Oh, man, they'll, they'll come to Atlanta, and they'll have a great time. Atlanta's not like, it's not exactly like New Orleans as, in terms of, you know, just kind of um, event planning. And the reason is because we don't have so many spots that are, like, kind of all um, stocked, in, uh, like stocked in one spot, right? They're not all kind of stocked in one place. So you don't have, like, in New Orleans, it's, Superdome, Smoothie King Center, right next to each other, and then the casino right there, and then the hotel right there. Atlanta's a little bit more spread out, um, but it's still a great host city. There's still so many different places you can go to in Atlanta, so much stuff for you to do. And so I feel like it's still going to be a phenomenal time, and I think when people come here, I think they'll absolutely enjoy the city, and they'll definitely enjoy that stadium. All right, rightfully so, and I I still want to stay on with Atlanta. Now, I read an article recently that – Bruno Mars made a suggestion to the NFL that he would like to see a possible halftime show involving Atlanta's hip-hop scene. And we know Atlanta is one of the premier cities yeah. when it comes to hip-hop. So you could have, you know, about Ludacris, T.I., Jeezy, Little John, so on and so forth. Do you think the NFL will consider a possibly maybe a hip-hop theme show or do you think they may go with other atlanta artists maybe somebody like usher to do the halftime show it'll be in their best interest to kind of give a nod to all the stuff that happens in atlanta um because all those artists they all reside here right they may pull and usher but even usher's a little bit remember usher's been in his own situation for the past um two years with this whole i don't want to even mention it for real but he's been in some situations of his own right so us is not a completely clean situation. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I mean, I think they would do well to give a nod um, to people like um, Ludacris. Ludacris does a lot of work around the city. Um, he's been to the University of Georgia doing their stuff. Um, I mean, and not, on, not to mention T.I., who's also very, very active in the city. So it would be in their best interest to give a nod um, to, the, to the city, right? Because all the, I, a lot of artists live here. A lot of artists, right? And they probably, if they're kind of given that nod, maybe it wouldn't cost them as much. You think a outcast reunion could be in the works if the NFL pulls this off? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could happen. I mean, if, if it does happen, it could happen on the, the biggest game. For the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Outcasts has come together for less than the Super Bowl. They love each other. There's no 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 big. There's no problems there. So yeah, they come together for the Super Bowl. All right. So while uh, Atlanta has punched their ticket in for this year's Super Bowl, let's quickly review the future host cities, the ones that will be hosting the big game. So after Atlanta on February the second, twenty twenty, Super Bowl fifty four will be in Miami, Florida. Now we know about Miami, and it's definitely going to be a welcome sight. 
similar to New Orleans where you have not as cold weather and uh, even in Atlanta even in, in the same sentence with Atlanta but Miami the weather will be even warmer it's warm all year round and it's definitely no exception to the rule in early February Miami similar to New Orleans they're they're always a uh, bidding every year they're always a uh, jockeying for position to try to host another Super Bowl and again Miami is a a great city people have there's restaurants there's beaches there's a ton of things to do so I know we're looking a little too far ahead, but tell me, what do you think about Miami getting the Super Bowl in 2020? Well, you know, we have fond memories of Miami, bro. You know what I mean? Exactly. The, the Saints fans have fond, fond, fond memories of Miami. And so um, I believe it's a great site. Well, there's a few different things that makes Miami stand out. It's that club scene. They have a really, really great club scene. And beyond the club scene, it's just a really hot and happening city where a lot of people love going there. It's a big tourist site all the time. So because of that, it, it does make a great city. And I see why they're always in the running. So if you have a, another Super Bowl in Miami, every Super Bowl that I've seen, even the Peyton Manning, Chicago Bears, um, rain game. You remember that one? I remember that very well. And I also remember the halftime show with Prince. Yeah. <laughs> so even even in that situation, right, you still had a very good Super Bowl. And so I love Miami as a whole site. All right. Well, let's move along now to Super Bowl 55 on uh, February 7th. 2021, which is the city of Tampa, Florida. Now, Tampa, again, similar to New Orleans and Miami and even Atlanta, they bid every year to host the big game. South Florida is just always a a prime destination during this time of year in early February. And it's been a while since Tampa has hosted the big game. Tampa, not as big as Miami, but still a a great tourist destination. It's also a place where you have some beaches and some nice restaurants. So, And also Tampa is in Saints division rival. So kind of give me your thoughts on the city of Tampa and how how they'll be preparing themselves when that time comes. Been to the city of Tampa. I like it. Um, Wasn't like blown away, I guess, by whatever the nightlife is there. but at the same time, it's still a really nice host site. So I, I think it'll be a good place. I wouldn't mind if the Saints were able to kind of go into Tampa and win at Tampa Bay. That would be fun, right? Be exciting. As well as it would be exciting if they were able to go to the Super Bowl this year and win in Atlanta. That would be amazing as well. Um, but, yeah, Tampa as a host site, I believe, um, should be a great host site. Truly, I, I mean, looking at the overall city, like I said, I wasn't blown away um, by what I saw there. But at the same time, I think it'll make a pretty decent host site. Okay, now... Going from, in your opinion, you said uh, Tampa being a nice and a decent hosting site. Super Bowl 56 will take place on February 6th, 2022 in Inglewood, California in the Los Angeles area. Now, I said the Los Angeles area because we welcomed back Los Angeles to the National Football League this past season with, with the Rams and the Chargers. And, you know, when we talk about Super Bowls, Los Angeles, similar to New Orleans, and even if you think about maybe the first, I would say, when the NFL first started and when they first started doing the Super Bowls, Los Angeles or really Southern California was always in the bidding was always bidding, and they would get a lot of, of those Super Bowls along with New Orleans. And also remember, the Houston and the Dallas area got a lot of the Super Bowls in South Florida. But Southern California was always in the mix. L.A. had a Super Bowl. Pasadena at the Rose Bowl always had a Super Bowl. So I guess this is the big games of the Super Bowls return to the Los Angeles area. And it's expected to be played at this brand new stadium. They call it Hollywood Park. 
in um, Inglewood, and they expect this stadium to be beautiful and top of the line. It's supposed They say it's supposed to be like three miles from uh, LAX, which is Los Angeles International Airport. So, Rick, I've got to ask you, the NFL is back in Los Angeles. What does this Super Bowl mean, not just for Inglewood, but for the Los Angeles area? And you got to remember, this is way in front of the Summer Olympics that will be there a few years after that. So L.A., the Los Angeles area, definitely ready to host a big game. Your thoughts? It should be a really, really – it's a big get for L.A. It's a really big get for L.A. But also having L.A. as a possible host site is a really big get for the NFL. L.A. is great at hosting stuff like this. They are – they're very well suited to host an event like this. If you talk about um, ease of kind of moving around the city – Man, L.A. is beautiful. I went there for, we were with the track stars. We covered um, the BET Awards there. And just kind of moving around in that city, man, and just kind of like looking at everything and how it was kind of shaped for tourism. It's phenomenal. So it's a great place to be. It's a great place to go. And I think it'll be a great host site for the Super Bowl. But having, for the NFL, having that as another option is really, really big. So I think it's big for Los Angeles. Hopefully, hopefully it gets that city going and maybe they start, you know, really, really revving up behind their teams because we haven't seen as much support for their teams, even though their team really performed well last year. I mentioned earlier we talked about big markets and medium-sized markets in the NFL. According to the National Football League, even though New Orleans and Tampa Bay are medium-sized markets, people still love going to those cities. They're tourist-friendly, and they make great Super Bowl host sites. And certainly when we talk about the big markets, number one is New York City, and number two is Los Angeles. So New York City showed the world how they could host a Super Bowl despite being in a cold-weather city, and now L.A. is going to get his shot. And it's it's long overdue for Los Angeles with being the number two market in the country. L.A., they've waited long and hard for this. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, but like I said, I think it's a really, really good get for them. And so with L.A., like going, I, I like the kind of lineup, right? Miami and then L.A. I think that's really, really good. Okay, one last question I got to ask you. Last year's Super Bowl was phenomenal. I really like, I know a lot of people are kind of old school where they say, well, they need to keep the Super Bowl in a warm weather city. But I'm kind of the one where it needs to be balanced. I think you can have it in warm weather cities, but also change it up from time to time and have it in cold weather cities. Last year's theme of the Super Bowl was the Bold North, and it took place in Minneapolis. And Minneapolis, we know it gets, it's beyond cold. It's 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 really frozen tundra times too in early February, but a lot of people showed up for that Super Bowl. I've got to ask you this, Rick. Do you see more Super Bowls being hosted in the city in the city of Minneapolis in the near future? And do you think other cold weather cities will get in the mix, such as Chicago or Detroit or Cincinnati? And how early will we see the New York, New Jersey area get a Super Bowl once again? Man, to be honest with you, um, Minnesota is a cold weather place. But what I'm hearing about Minnesota is that they're set up a little bit different, where there's a ton of walkways where you never have to, well, you can stay inside for a long stretch of time. Like, you can walk between certain spots and not really have to go out and interact with the cold. So Minnesota is kind of uniquely suited to be a cold-weather state or a cold-weather place, but also um, be a place where um, you can still engage and not be directly interacting with the cold all the time. So Minnesota was uniquely set up to be one of those cold-weather cities that can handle a big event like the Super Bowl. I still feel like football 
is a game that's played in the elements. I don't mind. I wouldn't even mind having a Super Bowl in the snow, to be honest with you, because the game is played through the elements. In order to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go through the elements, right? So, for instance, you'll see games in Green Bay or cold weather games in Chicago. Like, you see these things all the time. You go through the elements to be a part, like, to, to get to the Super Bowl. I feel like it's, it's a bit, you know, whatever, to kind of take away all the elements for the actual big game. So, I wouldn't mind a game in the elements. I don't think we're too far away from New York and New Jersey being able to host another Super Bowl. I think they're, they made a fine location. I think that place is, is well-suited for a Super Bowl. So I say give them another one. It's a big market. Take advantage of the big market. And I'll say this, especially for the NFL, based on what's going on with the NFL, right? they probably should start taking more advantage of bigger markets. Yeah, you're right about that. I agree with you on that. And I think we could see more cold weather cities jump in the mix because now with the NFL having full control of choosing hosting sites and if, if we, we could see more of that, we could see the New York, New Jersey area put in another bid. Detroit could get in the mix. Chicago could put another bid in. Cincinnati could try their luck. Kansas City could get one. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia hosted the NFL draft a couple of years ago. Did a great job with that draft. Yeah, I heard that same thing, too. I heard the, the uh, attendance was phenomenal. So Philadelphia could get in the mix as well. So definitely uh, something we'll pay attention to. But again, Quickly, Rick, tell the listening audience where people can find you, whether it be on through social media, websites, where they can listen to the podcast with uh, Trackstar Sports. Oh, man. So we have a um, podcast with Trackstar Sports. You can find it on Anchor. You can find it on Podcast Republic if you have an Android. You can look for Trackstar Sports on Apple Podcasts. You can find it there. You can also engage with us at Trackstars um, underscore sports on Instagram. You can also do it at Trackstar Sport on Twitter. So you can find Trackstar Sports almost anywhere. We've been just kind of growing and moving about. We have shows that's covering the NFL, the MLB, um, the NA, well, not the NHL, I'm sorry. I was about to say the NHL. But the NFL, the NBA, and also the MLB, we cover wrestling as well, um, just for, you know, people who are involved in that as well. We have a lot of coverage. We have a lot of um, correspondence. We have a ton of differing, differing opinions, and so you'll hear it all the time. And if you want to, you can actually engage with us on our debate field page on Facebook, and we you know, open that up to a lot of people. You can hop on there, and you can actually engage with us directly. All right, solid. So you heard it from him. That's my man, Rick Sincere from Trackstar Sports. Him and the brothers over there, they do a great job with the podcasting and the reporting and the broadcasting and the analysis of everything that they do. It's outstanding and just check for them and just listen to them and, and they're great. Rick, man, thank you so much, man. You're the best, bro, and we got to do this again. Bro, I truly appreciate it, man. Anytime. All right, solid. That was my man Rick Sincere from Trackstar Sports. Coming up, more of the Robinson Show. You stay tuned. If you thought the ebook was outstanding, you haven't witnessed anything yet. Coming June 26th, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season now will be available on audiobook. If you love the ebook experience, then you're going to love the audiobook. Available June 26th. June 26th. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season on audiobook. 
If you were captivated by the ebook, then you will be mesmerized by the audiobook. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available on audiobook, June 26th. Welcome back to The Robinson Show, everybody. Let's get you caught up on some scores that happened in the NBA. The Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Boston Celtics 87-79 to in Game 7, making the Cleveland Cavaliers the 2018 Eastern Conference champions. And last night's game between the Golden State Warriors and the Houston Rockets, the Warriors prevailed 101-92, to making the Warriors the 2018 Western Conference champions, which sets the stage for Part 4 of Cleveland and Golden State as they'll go head-to-head in Game 1 of the 2018 NBA Finals, and you can watch that game on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central on ABC. In Game 1 of the 2018 Stanley Cup Finals, you had the Washington Capitals taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights were impressive in Game 1 as they beat the Capitals 6-4. Vegas leads the series one game to nothing. And in Major League Baseball action on Memorial Day yesterday, the Mets and the Braves played a doubleheader. The Braves beat the Mets in Game 1, 4-3, but the Mets came back to beat the Braves in Game 2, 8-5. In other scores, the Astros beat the Yankees 5-1, the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays 8-3, the Nationals took down the Orioles 6-0, the Tigers beat the Angels 9-3, the Chicago Cubs shut out the Pittsburgh Pirates 7-0, the Milwaukee Brewers beat St. Louis 8-3, Tampa Bay beat Oakland 1-0, Seattle took down Texas 2-1, Arizona beat Cincinnati 12-5, Miami beat San Diego 7-2, Cleveland took down the Chicago White Sox 9-6, Colorado beat San Francisco 6-5, Minnesota beat Kansas City 8-5, and the Los Angeles Dodgers beat Philadelphia 6-3. This past weekend was a fun weekend in the world of track and field, and the Prefontaine Classic is one of the top events in track and field. Competitors and enthusiasts of the sport of track and field gathered at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon. To find out who was going to be on top, we have Shawnee Miller-Weibo of the Bahamas came in first place in the 400-meter race. The Americans did their part as Phyllis Francis came in second, and Shakima Wembley finished third. And in the men's triple jump, Americans Christian Taylor and Will Clay shine brightly. Taylor finished in first place and clay came in second if you want to see more of those results from this past weekend's prefontaine classic you can go to the robinson and click on the other tab to look at the results and the congratulations to australia's will power for winning this year's indianapolis 500 american ed carpenter came in second scott dixon from australia finished third americans alexander rossi finished fourth and ryan hunter ray finished fifth and in her last race danica patrick suffered a crash that caused her to finish in 30th coming up next we'll go over the nhl and major league baseball schedule you're listening to the robinson show June 26th, pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season on audiobook. If you were captivated by the ebook, then you will be mesmerized by the audiobook. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available on audiobook, June 26th.
Welcome back. Let's get you caught up on the NHL and Major League Baseball schedule. Game two of the Stanley Cup Finals will be tomorrow night between the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas leads the series one game to nothing. And you can watch that game at 7 p.m. on the NBC Sports Network. And tonight's Major League Baseball schedule has the Chicago White Sox playing the Cleveland Indians. The Houston Astros play the New York Yankees. The Battle of the Beltway between the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles. The Chicago Cubs will play the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim will take on the Detroit Tigers. The Toronto Blue Jays will play the Boston Red Sox. The New York Mets will play the Atlanta Braves. St. Louis will take on Milwaukee. Minnesota will play Kansas City. San Francisco will play Colorado. Cincinnati goes up against Arizona. Tampa Bay will play Oakland. Philadelphia will play the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Texas Rangers are out on the West Coast playing the Seattle Mariners. And the Miami Marlins will play the San Diego Padres. Don't forget, June 26th, Flying High to Victory, available on audiobook format. If you love the ebook, you're going to love the audiobook, guaranteed. The audiobook features some great snippets, some great quotes, some great audio from the Eagles games, and along with yours truly narrating it. So it's a great investment. It's a great pickup. You're going to love it. So don't forget the ebook is currently available on lulu.com. So if you love the ebook experience, and also don't forget before that time, June 4th, the Robinson Report presents the top 10 super picks. It will be the top 10 teams who I think that will go ahead in the 2018 NFL regular season, as well as this year's Super Bowl champion. It will be available at a limited edition price of $1.50. It's available on ebook June 4th. Don't forget to check out my man, Uncle Leroy Jr. with the Sports Chatter Show every Friday evening at 7 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. So until next time, I'm Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out. Peace. For the latest news and information in the world of sports, visit www.therobinsonreport.net. That's www.therobinsonreport.net. www.therobinsonreport.net. If you thought the ebook was outstanding, you haven't witnessed anything yet. Coming June 26th, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season, now will be available on audiobook. If you love the ebook experience, then you're going to love the audiobook. Available June 26th.